<laughs> it's uh, Thursday the 30th, a beautiful spring afternoon, and the boys of King of Mischief are excited to bring you the third episode of the podcast. Colin, what's up, man? Man, I'm excited to be back. Uh, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from everybody, you know, guys on the team, my family, friends that have been listening to the podcast. So I'm just excited to keep this thing rolling, dog. Like, you know, it's just like, it's a cool space to get here and just like, you know, have an open forum to talk, you know, just like us have a, you know, cool conversation. And then it's also just like, it's really awesome to, you know, get a little, give a little insight to college football and, you know, our lives. So I'm, I'm excited, bro. I love, I think this episode's gonna be a good one. For sure. Yeah. And I definitely think we're getting, you know, more comfortable on, you know, doing this. I think each week, (laughs) right before we started, Cohen was like, let me warm up. And I was like, what? What do you mean warm up? I said, okay, cool. And he goes, I'm going to heat up a cup of water and just drink it. And I went, oh, you literally meant warm up because he texted yeah. me. He just got from back from the cold tub. I, I get back. You know, so Grant, you cold tub every day. I'm an everyday cold tubber. Six, six everyday, everyday cold tubber. And you've been doing this. You did it all, all winter. So I don't cold tub very often. Like I'll cold tub after days we had practice. We just had practice this morning. And like I'll stay cold, my body's not as acclimated as, as yours is to it. So I'll yeah. stay cold for like hours after. Like if I take a nap, I'll still wake up cold. So I like I I put a glass of water into the microwave for a minute, and I'm I've been holding it. So I'm just trying to warm up. If I sound a little scary, because I'm still cold. Well, so here's the thing that I do after the cold tub: I get in the shower for like 30 minutes, and I know you're not supposed to. You're supposed to let the cold water just you know, relax your muscles and do its magic for, for for several hours. It's like, not just like a quick thing. And I kind of screw that up sometimes I feel like, but it's, it's such a good shower. A shower after a cold tub is elite. It's unbeaten. Yeah. But uh, so earlier this week we had our staff faculty appreciation uh, practice and brunch. And at the brunch I was sitting with a, uh, Cohen knows them, Rocco, DeVito, and Gregory Prop, who were our sign language professors our first year, or our second year, but our first year doing sign language. Mm-hmm. And so you know how girls will describe themselves as having a resting bitch face? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what I think I have the equivalent of that, whatever the equivalent is for a guy, I think I have it. Because UVA football posted a picture of me sitting there. Well, with, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting there just watching them. I was watching them sign. I was because we're not we're not like speaking. So I'm just watching them very intently signing. But I'm looking at my face. I'm like, why am I mean mugging these professors? Like I don't know. Mean. Dude, I don't know like, what it is. It, it looked like you hated them, but I'm glad you said the guy because I'm glad you're not walking around calling yourself or claiming you have one of those. But dude, I don't know. I that's just my face. Man. So if you ever see me and I look like that, I, I'm not mad. I'm not in a bad mood. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the video, the video, it it did look like you were. I, I was like, you're just intensely watching them. You know, you haven't done sign language that, you know, that fluent in so long. So like, you're right. just intensely watching them. Disclaimer: Rocco is completely deaf. So that's why, like, like he's completely deaf. He's like eighty something years old. Awesome dude, man. He's one of my favorite professors I've ever had here. And he comes to, yeah, he's a man, bro. He comes to all the UVA stuff, the like you just said, the faculty appreciation stuff, and he's just he's awesome. I'm I'm so I'm mad I didn't get to talk to him because I haven't practiced my sign language like I should have been, but he's awesome. 
thankfully they had an, an interpreter there. So she was able to, to kind of just talk. Cause I was trying to figure stuff out, but yeah, Rocco was awesome. Rocco also coached football and basketball he did. for her Virginia school of the blind and the deaf for like 25 years. So yeah. he loves sports. I mean, practically when, when we were with him, our first semester was in the fall. So mm-hmm. it was football season. So all he wanted to do was talk about the game. Like Fridays would be like preparing for the game. And then Monday would be just a debrief for the game. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> yeah, man. But let me, let me give another shout out, bro. My uh, Jackson Mateo, you know him, obviously yeah. freaking legend. He just uh, is now Dr. Mateo. So he just finished his dissertation, man, today. Our, yeah, my professor just told us, and I had to send him a text. He's a freaking beast, man. He's a legend. Jackson, he's the head coach at Woodbury now, Woodbury Forest High School. And uh, when Grant and I got here, he was a he was a graduate assistant. He played here for four years, and he's a beast, man. He's so he's he's like he's he's like my friend now. He's one of my best friends now. So had to send him a text, congratulate him on being Dr. Mateo. It's awesome. He could he could easily be a head coach of a college one day of a you know his power five football program. And his path is going to be insane. Like already being the head coach of Woodbury. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about weeks two and three, spring ball. Yeah, dude. Tell me about the defense. What do you think? Uh what do you think you guys are doing well and what do you guys think uh, you need to improve on? I think that I got so I just got interviewed after I think it was practice four about like some of our leaders leaving, like uh AJ and Nick and you know, I, I'm kind of nervous that the questions being asked about people who aren't on the team anymore could lead to, like, a feeling of, like, wishing that people like that were here. So I don't – I really don't like being asked questions about people who aren't here. Um, so I think that it, it, it just happens with time. Like, got, like, people step up into different roles. Like, it's not – you're not looking for the next AJ because you're not going to have another AJ. Just like when – um, like Jordan Mack when he played here. Like you're not looking for the next J Mack to come. You know, you have a, a Nick Jackson. So it's like I, I think we're just a lot of people are stepping in new roles. Um I think that we need to build depth. I think that our I think that our ones are really, really, really good. I think we're really solid, especially when our D line gets back healthy. But I think right now we just need to build competitive depth. Like you know, we got a we got a lot of young guys in a lot of different positions and you know spring ball is a perfect time to build that depth so i'm not worried at all but i think that's our biggest focus right now yeah y'all y'all been looking good dude y'all been looking good i was gonna say kind of on the offensive side competitive depth that's something we're doing really well right now we have a lot of younger guys or guys who haven't you know necessarily played that much who are pushing to try Mm -hmm. to get to those you know those first team reps and they're pushing the first teamers to do better and you know Competition breeds success. So the the competition that we are having internally as an offense, I think has done really good things for us this spring. And I think it's made us play significantly better. Um, you know, we had our first scrimmage Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. And shock me. And I'm, I play offense and it shocked me. I mean, we we came out firing. You smoked it, man. Y'all smoked yeah. it. Yeah. I, I think we had Coach Kitch said, I think seven or eight touchdowns on the day. I mean, yeah, we we were rolling. I mean, seven, seven touchdowns and seventy plays is kind of ridiculous. It was ninety plays. It was ninety plays. 
90 total. Yeah. Ridiculous. So a little more than a game, probably. I think in a game week last year, we were getting 75 or 80. So yeah. another 10 to 15 plays. But yeah, I mean, shoot. And I think the biggest thing this year from last year that's helping us most is we're not dropping balls. Mm-hmm. When you watch a practice, there are very rarely any drops anymore. I feel like yeah. last year was a huge issue for us because even when we got to a good spot and made a play, we just dropped the ball. You just drop it wide open. Yeah. And that goes for everybody. Tight ends, running backs, receivers, everybody. Everybody was just not great with that. And I think, you know, Coach Kitch has implemented, you know, our first five minutes of Indy every day is the whole skill position of offense. We're catching balls. So mm-hmm. that's something we didn't do last year. I think that's helped us a lot. Um, but, yeah, you, I mean, you. so you were talking about new roles. You're in a new role. You've been playing corner. Yeah. How do you like it? Yeah, I haven't talked about it on the show yet. Because uh, yeah. I was – honestly, I was a little nervous, like, I, I was like, when when can I like let that out? Like, you know, I, you know, you don't want to like self-report to people. So, but corner, it's cool, man. I, I'm just, I'm excited because it, it gives me a chance to just like be versatile. Like if I ever like uh, got opportunity to play at the next, at the next level, like film at corner, film at safe, film at all three safety positions. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think it's doing anything but helping and, Going against dudes like, like Malachi is gonna be a beast. Like, so going against people like that every day, it's just it's doing nothing but helping. And you know, I'm just, I, I'm pretty comfortable at safety. I wouldn't say like I've like mastered it or anything, but I'm pretty comfortable after playing a few years. But corner, you know, it's a lot more running. Yeah, I mean, we're running a lot less hitting. Depending on how you look at it, practice could be easier or harder. You know, I don't know. I just I, I crave contact sometimes. Like it's funny, like, but I'm serious. Like I, I'm like, I left practice after the scrimmage. I only got like two tackles, and I was like, I didn't feel like I did anything. But well, yeah, well, dude, we I mean, as an offense, we hate that you're out at corner because <laughs> because <laughs> corners don't usually like to tackle. Yeah, right? yeah. When we get out there in the open field, it's usually you know uh, they might come at your legs or they might push you out of bounds. Nope, Cohen's gonna hit you. And yeah, but we're running a lot of inside zone now. Y'all like y'all killed us. Like Paris, man, Paris had like four touchdowns. Oh, Paris. So, I mean, yeah, he 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 snapped. He 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 went off. And I'm just out there like I'm like I w- I want to be in the box right now. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, as time progresses and as our team gets healthier, you know, obviously you might get moved back to safety or stay wherever. I mean, that's a good thing with you is cuz you can play Three different positions. You can play safety, you can play nickel, you can play corner, which is, you know, better than not having anyone. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm excited, man. You know, we halfway through, over halfway through now. We don't count the, we look, we count down the days. <laughs> it's not, it's, it, it sucks, but it, it's, it's the reality. We count down the days. Uh, that was practice eight. But in reality, we were halfway through on Tuesday because the spring game doesn't count. And we have 15 practices total. So, what are we at now? Like six? So, oh, yeah. we're six, bro. We're on practice nine. You know what I'm saying? Like six left. Six oh, left. Oh, six left. Six left. Six left. Yeah. 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 And you're not really supposed to count down the days, but spring ball is hard. Spring ball and camp are, are not fun times. So, you know, a little countdown is going on. Yeah. So, we're going to jump into our top five draft this, this week. Oh yeah. This week it is going to be uh, top five pregame hype songs. Um, now this is just a personal thing. You know, we're not going to be saying like 
what songs should be played in the stadium. This is us in our headphones, you know, on the way to the game in the locker room. And uh, so that's how we're going to do it. So we're going to take a quick break here to flip a coin. We're going to decide who goes first and we're going to get rolling. Let's do it. All right. We flipped our coin. And for the third week in a row, Grant gets to pick first. Dude, I real quick before we do this, I have a quick funny story about this topic we're about to do. So before every time we're about to film, I kind of like briefly go over the topics with my girlfriend. And this week I w- we were in the car just driving and I was like, so for our top five, we're doing our top five pregame songs. So I was kind of shuffling through my playlist and I was like, you know what, this is going to be, this is definitely going to be on this list. And you'll see why it's funny, but my girlfriend was like, what? she was like, what do you mean this is, this is on your top five pregame songs? You would not play this with Grant and Haley in the house before you're about to go out. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, hold up, hold up. This is you. You have a completely different idea about what a pregame song. You know, it was it was funny, like what the definition of a pregame song was. Well, let me let me let me tell you. Oh, dude, we might be on the same wavelength here because one of mine is a pregame football song, and it could all, it's also a pregame drinking song. All right, so let's let's get into it. Get it. All right, my number one pick. Dreams and nightmares. Come on, man. Come on. I have to. That's my number one. It, yes. That's arguably that's, the most hype song of all time. Yeah. That's a great pick. I'm I'm coming a little different from my number one, but I'm, you know, my playlist, my pregame playlist changes so much. I really don't have a set playlist. It kind of just changes with the seasons. But my favorite pregame song to listen to is Animal I've Become by Three Days Grace. I, I mean, if you, I don't know it, be honest. if you haven't heard this song recently, I bet you've heard this song. I bet anybody listening has really heard this song. But if you haven't heard this song recently, I dare you to go listen to it and try, try to restrict yourself from not doing something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll listen to it after this. Yeah. All right. My number two pick, March Madness by Future. It's a good pick. Cohen, you know this. Yep. So when we used to have our, our jersey ceremony selection, we all got a walk-up song, and that was always my walk-up song. It's just a it's just a hype song. The beat is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing like special. Like he doesn't like say anything crazy in it. It's just a good song. Dude, it's classic future. It's hype. Yeah. My number two, it kind of does the same thing that Dreams and Nightmares does with the the build-up, and then it just it goes in, but 100 Shots by Young Dolph. I mean, man, like, I have a vivid memory of one of our best friends, Joe, uh, you know, max out squatting one day in the winter winter or summer, and this song came on, and I, he, had, he had to have, it, like, 700 pounds on his back. And it's just, this song fires me up. It, it's, it's, it's before every game. Yeah, um, that's totally fair. That's a great song. Yeah. My number three is the song that I play right before we – as soon as I leave my hotel room to go to the team meeting before we leave, it's the first song I play every single time, and it locks me in. I am zoned into it at this. It's Mud by Whiskey Myers. Mm-hmm. And the first four seconds of the song, I am just zoned in. Even if I hear it now and it comes up on a playlist now and I'm in the car, it's like I'm, like, hypnotized. I am locked in when that comes on. Dude, is it – a you're saying when we're leaving to get on the buses? 
No, when I leave my hotel room to get on, like to to go down to the team meeting before the buses. This is the very first song I listen to as soon as I put my headphones in. Yeah, that's a good pick. I've never heard the song. You gotta, I gotta, you gotta give me a listen to that. My my number three, and this is also one of my favorite songs of all time in general. It's all there by Young Jeezy and Bankroll Fresh. This song, man, like it's the it's one of the most hype songs I've ever heard. We played it like. Granted, like the songs that we're saying, we played like very minimal. Besides "Dreams and Nightmares" in the like in the locker room, but they played the song a few times when we did have music in the locker room, and it 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 gets me fired up too. Yeah, that's a good song. My number four is "Oh Let's Do It" by Waka Flocka. Mm. That it's it's kind of the same as March Madness to me. It's just there's something about it that is just hype. And it gets me fired up, bro. That's actually on my. That's actually on one of my pregame lists, pregame playlists. It's a great song. My number four, and you love this artist. It's, he's already been on here. I'm a boss by Meek Mill and Rick Ross. I mean, bro. I mean, song is insane. And honestly, I was gonna say like that song or like the entire Rick Ross era of like. 2010 to 2012 i mean he was on fire so like i'm a boss is definitely on there but any of his songs that he made at that time or albums like could be on that spot as well that's a good number four pick all right to round out my my top five this is the one where it could also be a a pregame drinking song it's thunderstruck by Mm acdc and i don't necessarily love the song but it's what we ran out to from the tunnel for four years i honestly we might have out of, out to it last year. I can't really remember, but I know from like 2018 to 2022, that's what we were running out to. Or yeah. 2021. So it, there's a special place for me for for pregame hype. Yeah, I like the pick, and this also is a special pick for me. My, my number five. I don't like my Chief Keith. Mm. It's a legendary song. Legendary song. Legendary music video. I I feel like I'm in seventh or eighth grade whenever it came out. I feel like I'm in that time period again. It gets me ready to do anything. Bro, I have to ask, though, before before we finish, finish up on this topic, I have to ask, have you ever, like, forgotten or your headphones have died before a game? No, I, I have not ran, ran into that issue. I ran into that issue. I can't remember if it was BYU or Louisville 2021. And it kind it like, it set in when we were on, we were on the way to the game on the bus. And it's like, I don't want to. I don't like to feel like I rely on something, but it's you're, it, you kind of need music. It needs a little something. You do. You do need music to. It also takes your mind off everything because you're freaking stressed out and nervous. Like it just it, it takes you to a different place and just sit in yeah. the silence. Yeah. Um, another thing before we get off this music topic, I have a bone to pick with Whiskey Myers. Because <laughs> so back in 2021, they were coming to Richmond on their tour, and Haley, my girlfriend. Um, surprised me with two tickets. So, you know, we're going to go out to Richmond. This was in the summer. So I, I don't know when, but it was in the summer. We are out on, this was, a, it, the concert was a Saturday night. So we're out on a Friday night and we are, it's like 1130 or, or 12 o'clock. And again, Joe Bissinger, who's come up twice on this podcast now, comes up to us and he's like, guys, the concert's canceled. And we're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, they're sick. One of them is sick. So they're not performing tomorrow. And we're like, what? Are you kidding me? 
So anyways, I put out this thing, put out this thing saying you can get your, like a, the ticket can be transferred to the new date, but the new date was August 6th. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're in camp, so we couldn't go. Right. And, and we reached out to them and we were like, Hey, like we're a couple of football players. You know, this is the only time of the year that we can really make it to a concert. Um, like, can we get our, like a refund or something? And they said, you have to take it up with the venue. So we took it up with the venue and they're like, sorry, ticket sales are final. You can try to sell them online. So, like, I mean, we sold them, but we sold them for freaking half the price of what we bought them for. And then, so they've done me dirty twice. Cause then <laughs> recently I, for the podcast, I reached out to them on Instagram asking if we could use one of their songs as our, our intro song. And yep, I got red. Nope. Didn't want to reply. <laughs> they left you in red. Yeah. They opened it. <laughs> Dude, I thought, well, you also said you were like, yeah, we're going to get this whiskey Myers. They're, they're always so good at replying. And I was like, Oh, we're, we're set. Like, you know, <laughs> I didn't know you got left them red. I thought you just sent it and they never looked at it. No, dude. I always on TikTok they replied to all the comments. They tweeted back at Joe last year talking about the concert or two years ago. And then I I need a blue check. That's what I need. If I had a blue yeah. check on my name, they they would have been very helpful. They would have looked at it. Yeah. But whatever, man. Yeah, man. So I'm excited. I, I have the the honor of taking um taking lead in our hot take or mischievous take section this week. Um, let's get into it, man. Um, this is a, this is, this is a huge one for me, bro. It, it kind of, it, it, it really like bothers me on a daily every time I go through this, but the whole idea today is that small talk is one of the worst and completely useless things that we as a human species do. Small talk is awful. Small talk, I saw something um, on Rick and Morty, and they use the term that small talk is like being held mentally hostage, and I can't get that out of my mind now. But So, for example, this happens a lot. Um, I imagine if anybody uh, is like at a corporate job, this happens to you just as much as it happens to us. But like with coaches, I don't know if it happens to you, Grant, but coaches do the, the worst small talk I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, in my mind, if I don't have anything to say to somebody, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to walk past. I'm going to head nod. I'm going to, I'm going to, what's up? But like just a few weeks ago, I was in the JPJ computer lab. No, I was in the McHugh lab. I'm sorry. And I was clearly writing something down, clearly doing some sort of work. A coach comes by and they're like, what are you up to work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I am up to work. You know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what you think about small talk. It, it's terrible. So what do you what do you really mean by small talk? Because there's when I think of small talk, like, are you talking about someone that if you are on a flight with, like you don't want to talk to the person sitting next to you at all? Or are you talking with people, you know, where they feel like they have to say something? That's I'm more so talking about with people that I know. And it's like a it's it's truthfully not a real conversation. Yeah. It's like a it's a intrinsic need to have some sort of conversation. Is it a fear of silence? Is it a you know, is it a, I have to make conversation with this person or something? I just have a I think we I think that people have like an issue with like not just being comfortable just sitting, just just being, you know? Yeah. There's no there's no need to to say am I doing work or you know, I'm trying to think of another example. That well, I've had. 
Do you know what I feel like kind of falls into that under that category? And it happens a lot in the locker room is where people talk out loud for everyone else to hear, even though they're not talking to anyone. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of similar. It's you to just want somebody to hear you because you can't just sit there and be quiet. Yeah. It's being, I'm telling you, it's being, they said it best for Mercury Mori, it's being held mentally hostage. It's like you have to respond to this. And if you don't, you're a bad person if you don't respond. So it's kind of along the same lines of what Cone's been talking about is be, like being quiet and being alone or just being yourself. I feel like that's like really important in life. Like to just be able to just go about your business by yourself. You don't need anyone else to like you like you don't have to tell them what you're doing or you don't need them to ask you what you're doing. You can just do what you need to do. I think that's really important. I think it's something that a lot of people don't do. I feel like a lot of people have to have someone else telling them good job or what are you doing? And they want to explain to people what they're doing. And I feel like that kind of falls all under the same category, what you're talking about. It does, man. I, I'm, I just, I just think that small talk kind of like gets rid of the like authenticity and conversations, like the real conversations that should be had. I think that small talk and just having a need to say something and my, I mean, the person that I know that had like that does not put up with small talk at all is my is my freaking dad. Like that, like I've seen my dad like legit ignore somebody if they're just like talking to talk, and it's like it's clear. I wouldn't go as far to do something like that, but I think that we need gen- more genuine conversation. If you don't have anything to say, there's no need to really say it. I like that theory. I can get behind <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> So now let's jump into uh, life of a college football player. Um, this week I wanted to talk about traveling because I think it's a great time. I think okay. the travel, not only is it – it can be fun. You know, after a loss, it isn't, isn't very fun. But you travel for like two whole days before that pretty much, like all of Friday and then most of, or and then most of Saturday you're traveling. Yeah. But a couple things about it. One, we get we do get treated like royalty. We get treated great when we travel. Hotels are always nice. Food's always great. You know, police escorts everywhere. It's it's a fun time for me personally. I love Fridays when we go to a new place. Um, the traditions, especially with us, because we go, you know, we we have dinner. We get to the hotel and then we have dinner, and then we always go to a movie. Yeah. And me and Cohen have been sitting next to each other at the movie in the same. It's. Do you know the seats? Third, you know the top. Third from the top. Third from the top, and it's usually uh, row H seats, uh, fifteen and seventeen. That's usually what it is, and we sit in those seats every freaking time for the movies. Dude, my, uh, it's hilarious. You just said we get treated like royalty because my whole like idea of what traveling is is completely is completely like screwed. Yeah, like my like, I feel like once I get to an airport, I just am able to get on the plane, fly, and get off and travel. But I know that that is not the reality, and I've not, I haven't flown like commercial or like with normal people like outside the team since I was like nine, and I'm actually getting ready to do that soon. So I'm like, we get treat like he said, like it's true. We get treated like royalty. Like there's food at the airport for us already. Yeah. You know, there's food once we get off sometimes and like 
Grant's, you're a very, uh, like, I don't want to say like ritualistic person, but hence that you said that you listen to the same song once you get out of your bedroom. But, you know, I also take pride in those two seats and it's every single time for yeah. five years now. Well, also, so COVID year, me and Cohen don't usually room together when we travel because they, they room people with their position. Um, but COVID year, because we were living together, they had us room together because, you know, travel restrictions and all that. Um, but so I go, part of my routine is after our pregame meal, I come up and I take a shower. Right. I like the ho- I like the hotel room freezing cold. As soon as I get in there, I crank that down as low as it can go. So the room's probably honestly at like 66 degrees. Yeah, it's freezing. And I go into the shower. I take a shower. Somehow this is the greatest. This is in Miami. Mm-hmm. It has the greatest heat ever. I come out of the shower and Cohen is sitting on the bed in his sweats. And the room is 75 degrees. <laughs> Ugh, dude, I, that actually made me mad. I was so shocked to come out of the shower and it was to be that hot. And let me just explain. Let me just explain the reasoning why behind uh, I did that. Like why I did that. So we we only play Miami at night. That was a night game in Miami. Uh, so that means we have so much time throughout the day. And the nature of just being in a hotel room all day is that you're gonna be in your bed. So I was in bed pretty much all day. It was after a meal. I just ate. I'm sitting in my bed. And if you're sitting in your bed after a meal in a cold room, you want to get a, you want to go to sleep. It's just a fact of the matter. So it's not a ritual for me. I guess it's more of a routine that I'll, I won't have the room cold uh, like a few hours before we leave. So I try to get as uncomfortable as possible. I put the heat. I'm pretty sure I put the heat up to like 74. We're in the middle of Miami in October. So <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not cold by any means. And th- I mean, we just clash there like 66 to 75, 75 degrees. And I had, I have to have the room hot so I won't get under the covers and I won't get comfortable. And, you know, I'm just in an uncomfortable state. I'm ready to go. Do you remember the, the flight after that game? 2020. I, I don't. Oh, oh, we didn't land. Was that when we didn't land? We didn't land because the bad weather. We just started yeah. doing circles. Yeah. So the, I do. Miami, the Miami flight is usually around two hours. Mm-hmm. Well, we get back to Charlottesville, and we had a late game, so it's it's like three o'clock already, which is expected. And then yeah. the plane, the the captain comes on and says like, "Hey, like there's bad weather down, you know, in Charlottesville. We're gonna just like circle around until we can land." Well, come five a.m., we're still flying. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, we got to land." You know what's hilarious is that there's some people who can who can sleep the entire flight, not wake up not feel anything. That's not us. Let me just make that really clear. Grant sparked my fear of flying. I don't know if I've already talked about this, but you, you sparked my fear of flying. I didn't used to mind flying at all. I was completely fine with it, but you're, you're like, you'll look back at me sometimes. You typically sit in front of me. And if anything happens, a little turbulence, <laughs> just a little bump, you know, a little bump in the air, he'll look back at me and I'm already looking up for some reason. I don't know why I'm expecting him to look at me. And we hate flying. So that whole entire time we're circling around, I'm like, what is wrong? Are we going to run out of fuel? Are we going to get s- struck down? Is something bad going <laughs> to It was all terrible thoughts. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and neither of us can sleep, which, you know what, when that really sucked was on the way back from BYU. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
How, did you sleep at all? Not, I slept not one second. That's I didn't terrible. sleep for one second on that flight. It's a five-hour flight, and we kicked off at eight o'clock in Mountain Time. Oh yeah, so was, no, we kicked out here at eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. What time do you, what time did we land? Seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was almost eight. Yeah, and I, I mean, actually I had a supper. Yeah, I was getting back to my apartment at like eight, like twenty, eight thirty. Yeah, and I slept till like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I didn't I didn't love that, but going out to BYU was really cool. It's awesome, man. It was awesome, but travel travel for us is is terrible because one we hate flying, but. <laughs> It's not, it's not terrible, but it, it's so much that goes with it. it. It takes up your entire time. If you have schoolwork, it's not possible to do schoolwork. There's some guys who can work on school stuff. Not I can't do it. You know, it's just it's not a time for me to do it. Well, do you know what arguably was the the most interesting travel that we've had? I don't know if you were there for it because I think you might have still been hurt. Yeah, Duke last year. Yeah, I was yes. there. So, so Duke, we had there was a hurricane coming in. And we left super early on Friday. We were supposed to leave at like noon or one o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we left super early. We left at like 8 a.m. And we got down there. We went to the mall. Went to some mall down in uh, Raleigh, Durham, wherever they are. Um, and we were at the mall for two and a half hours until we can get to the hotel. And then we get to the hotel. We do our, our normal routine. Like we have a meal, time to chill, and then come back down for dinner. And then after dinner, we're going to the movies. We are on the buses to go to the movies, and they say, oh, movie theater lost power. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, great. So they send us back in, like, all right, we're setting up a room in, like, one of these ballrooms for you guys to come down, and we'll watch a movie together down here. And we go down. We are 20 minutes into the movie, and then hotel power goes out, and we're like, oh, man. <laughs> what are we going to do tonight with no power? Because, first of all, the heat didn't work. Yeah. Or the air, sorry, excuse me. The air, the air wasn't working. So it started to get hot in rooms and we had nothing to do. So we just were hanging out with each other. Obviously I didn't let anyone near my room. I wasn't I mean, having anybody's excess heat in my room. I mean, what time was it when all that, like when it happened at the hotel, how late was it? It was probably like eight o'clock, eight thirty. Yeah. And then, so last night or that night we, uh, we went to bed with no power. Thankfully, we woke up with power. Like, cause, you, like you said, if your phone was dead on a the day before a game, and we played at night, you just to sit there and do nothing all day. That would have been rough. But thankfully, the power is back on, and you know, the rest of it was okay besides the actual game. But dude, there were like there were people in the DB group chat that were like texting, like, "What room are y'all in? What room are y'all in?" I'm like, "What is going on here?" Because I, like you said, I wasn't at that game. I was hurt. And I was like, what is going on? They're like, what room are y'all in? I'm about to come up there. Like, it's it's funny. Like, I had no idea all this was going on. Like, people were watching movies. You said you were watching movies on your phone and stuff. Like, such a- No, we set up we set up a laptop in, uh, I think it was Jared Raymond's room. And we set up a laptop. And we all gathered around someone's laptop that we had a hotspot to. And we were watching, we were watching movies there. But We had a game, you know, the next, a game next morning. Yeah. And it was, it was a good time, though. I mean, Every time we travel, I kind of I, I enjoy it. Yeah, like I said, we get treated well. Uh, we we have good food. We have good travel. Like no waits. We don't wait in lines in traffic. You know, all that. So it's nice. I'm yeah. thankful for how they do it, and 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 I can't imagine traveling any other way anymore. We're gonna have to soon, man. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this is a great episode. 
you know, thanks for everybody who's listening, who tuned in this week. Um, episode three was awesome. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, coming up on the last two weeks of spring ball. So we're going to have a few more updates on spring ball and then, you know, get into right real life, man, after that. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, have a good weekend or, or have, a, have a good day. And we will uh, hope to see you all soon. See you.